Some great declarations up there, isn't there? Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. You know, we're starting this uh, three-week series on who do you say I am. It's really important that we know who God says that he is. So, Father, I just thank you for the spirit of revelation today at work. I thank you, Father. I just release the spirit of revelation now into our hearts and into our minds. That you will speak to us anew and afresh. And that your word will go right in deep. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just declare over yourself, I am good soil today. I am good soil today. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I want you to close your eyes. And I know I've got a female voice. But I'm just going to read to you some things that God says about himself in the word. And I just want you to receive them. Because this is truth. This is what he declares about himself. I am. I am that I am. I am a father to Israel. I am a great king. I am alive forevermore. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I am for you. I am from above. I am God. I am God Almighty. I am gracious. I am He. I am He that comforts you. I am He that speaks. I am He that lives and was dead. I am He which searches the hearts and minds. I am holy. I am in the midst of Israel. I am married to you. I am meek and lowly in heart. I am merciful. I am the almighty God. I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the door of the sheep. I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. I am the God of your fathers. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. I am the living bread. I am the Lord. I am the Lord and there is no one else. I am the Lord God. I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. I am the Lord that sanctifies you. I am the Lord that heals you. I am the Lord that makes all things. I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. I am the Lord, your God. 
I am the Lord your God from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God that divides the sea. I am the Lord your God which leads you by the way that you should go. I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you. I am the Lord who exercises loving kindness, judgment and righteousness. I am the Lord who makes you holy. I am the Lord, your Holy One. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the root and offspring of David. I am the Son of God. I am the vine. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am your inheritance. I am your exceeding great reward. I am your portion and your inheritance. I am your salvation. I am your savior. I am your shield. I am with you. I am with you to deliver you. I am with you to save you. I am with you always. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Amen. Jesus, you're That's not all he is. It says a lot more. Well, that's a, I am. Let's have a look in Matthew 16. Verse 13 says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Yes. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. Hallelujah. It's a very powerful. It then goes on, but I'm not going to go on to the, the further bit. Who do you say I am? Some people said he was John the Baptist. But John the Baptist came as a forerunner to announce the arrival of the Messiah. Some said he was Elijah because it said that there would be another Elijah come. But that was actually John the Baptist. And then it said others said he would be Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And there are other religions today who say that he's a prophet. But he's not. He is the Son of God. He is God Himself. Yes. He is Messiah. He is Lord of Lords. He is King of Kings. Yes. Yes. He's the beginning and the end. He yes. doesn't change yes. forevermore. But what did Jesus say? He turned and he said, 
This was not revealed by man, but by my Father in heaven. Revelation is so important. Revelation of the word. Not just what we're reading here, but when we're speaking, when we're speaking to others about God, you cannot make somebody else become a Christian. There has to be a work of revelation in their hearts that they suddenly, it's like the light switches on and they realize he's awesome. He is my saviour, my Lord, and my King. Revelation, if you look in the dictionary, it says an enlightening or astonishing disclosure. When Paul met God on the road to Damascus, that was an astonishing disclosure. Suddenly, wham, there were the lights. And for some people, salvation is like that. There is this completely radical turning around and restoration and change. For others, it's a slow, sudden awareness of who God is. And what he's done for them. But there always has to come a point where you make a decision for Christ. And you say, yes, you are my Lord. I truly believe that even a child born into a home of Christians at some point has to make that decision. Not just that I'm going to follow in the footsteps of my parents and kind of tag along but say no I want the faith that my parents yeah, have that's right. and they make that decision to run with God and that can happen when you're three four five six or it can happen when you're a teenager and I believe there are times uh, of you know my own story of inviting Jesus to be in my heart when I was six. But I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit when I was confirmed, when I was 10, because I was taught when the bishop lays hands on you, he's praying for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I don't know whether the bishop was saved or not, but I believe that at the minute he put his hand on my head, that there was an impartation from God of the Holy Spirit. And my mum testifies that I changed completely from that day forward. So God moves in the Anglican church. (laughs) And it's all to do with your heart. It's all to do with your heart and the revelation that you have. I had a revelation and I believed that I was going to encounter God. And then when I was 15 and we were going through a time of revival that my dad talks about, where all the adults for three days were flat on their face before God because there was just this awesomeness of God come into the place, um, the ministry. And as a 15-year-old, just before I was 16, I knew that something 
was happening that I shouldn't miss out on. And it was at that time I said, okay, God, I will go wherever you want me to go. I will do whatever you want me to do. And there was that wholehearted decision for Christ. And I truly believe that you can make that decision when you're six. But I truly believe that every person needs to make that decision. And it's a revelation. Revelation also is communication of knowledge to man by a divine or supernatural agency. That's what it says in the dictionary. I belong to a supernatural agency. I like that. I'm an agent. Anyway. (laughs) But it's God communicates to us and speaks to us. And we take that word and we run with it. Do you know it's the truth that you know that sets you free? So it's when you've taken hold of the word and what the word says. It's the truth that sets you free. We have this habit of, of if we're not careful, confining salvation to um, just being set free from sin. But salvation is so much more than that. And salvation is not just to be free from your sins. Salvation is to do with your body. It's to do with your walk. It's to do with the decisions that you make. It's to do with your life. It's to do with relationships. It's to do with reconciliation. Because God wants to work his salvation process in the whole of our lives. The word reveal in the Greek here, it means to take off the cover, to disclose. So God takes off the cover from our eyes so that we see what is real and we see the truth. Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. You know, we hear that he's the invisible God. We can't see him. You know, God's, you can't see God standing here. But actually, God is in you. Jesus lives in you. So I need to honour Jesus in you. But what does it say about what are these invisible qualities? It says his eternal power and divine nature. They are his invisible qualities. And where have they been seen? It says they've been seen in what has been made. Have you been made? Have you been made? See, you are a miracle. You are a miracle. Everyone unique. Everyone unique. You have been made. And just to look at you, I should see the wonder and the power of God. Every tree, every bird, every animal, every flower, every daffodil. We've got lots of lovely daffodils here. Let's find one that's open. In here, 
is new life and wonder and the variety. And this, this verse says that we are without excuse. We are without excuse for not seeing and understanding his awesomeness and his power and his majesty. We are without excuse. But praise God, we've made that decision for Christ. This is why we're doing what we're doing at the moment with prayer. And I don't know how many of you, it's very hard to tell how many of you have taken up what we are doing. But we are going on a process at the moment. If it's God that brings revelation, then we need to create that environment for God to speak. And if we are believing for encounters with people, why do we exist? What's our mission? Okay, let's all say it together. We exist so people encounter Jesus. Okay, let's say it together. We exist. So people encounter Jesus. If that's our mission statement, we exist so people encounter Jesus, then we need to create that environment for people to encounter him. And that's why we've been doing all this prayer. And we started off in the, the, the three weeks of fasting and praying, or praying with fasting. Um, as Alan said, discovering our neighbourhood. And I hope that you have still kept your booklet with the names and things that you've written in because you're called to be a watchman. You're called to be a watchman over the area that God has put you. We're not all got the gift of intercession, but we're all called to be intercessors. We're all called to pray for the area in which we live. So we did that and discovered our area. And then we're doing this now. We're doing the transforming your world. How many of you are, are doing this, are going out and praying over your street? A few. Okay, I want you to imagine what will happen to your street if you begin to do this. Yeah. And there's more of these at the back if you didn't get one, or maybe you've got it home and you haven't been doing it. It's not difficult. These declarations are really powerful to pray over your street. And what we're doing is we're watering the land. We're making an environment for the revelation of his word. Yes. So that when we have those encounters, because that's why we exist, so people encounter Jesus, we have already prepared the ground in prayer. We've already spoken blessing and declaration over the streets that we live. I've met with um, the lady who oversees Neighbourhood Prayer Network this week, and she is so excited that... We are doing this in our church and the process that we're going on. And they want us to trial their prayer cards 
um, between Easter and the summer as a church that trials it, and then they want to write our story on their website. But can't really do that unless we are doing it. And Alan and I were talking about this and going, have we, have we let people know properly what we're doing? Let people know the vision. But it's not, it's not too late. Somebody in the church has already said to me, this is so powerful, when I get to the end, I'm going to start at the beginning again. And every day I'm going to go out and make declarations over my street and just keep going. Everybody leaves their house at some point, whether you're walking to work or or whatever you're doing, walking to the shops, walking to post a letter. Don't waste that opportunity to pray, to declare as you walk past your neighbor's houses, to lift up the name of Jesus. Tomorrow, it says, I am the Lord from Psalm 34, 8, declare his goodness, that he is a loving father. Your neighbours need to know that he is a loving father. Yes. He's not a hard father, he's a loving father. Do you know that God's character never changes? He cannot go against his character. When he says, I am faithful, he is faithful. He cannot, he cannot go against it because that's his character. Where he says, I am love, he is love. And he cannot go against his character because he is perfect. Because he is perfect. We are flesh, aren't we? And sometimes our flesh rises up higher than our spirit. And pushes our spirit down. And God wants the spirit within us to be higher than our flesh. So that we constantly declare the truth over our lives. And we walk in what he has made us. Who we are in Christ. I really want to encourage you. To pray for where you live. To take hold of this. And to pray over your street, over your neighbours, and declare the word. Because we're, we are cultivating that land. We are preparing the ground for the seeds that are being sown. Where the ground is hard, you know, if a farmer has a rocky ground, it's hard, isn't it, for him to plough and to sow his seed And it's not going to bear much fruit. But how do we plough the ground? We plough it in prayer. We plough it with making declarations and blessing our land. And as we're doing that, we're causing the stones to be removed. We're causing the, the valleys to raise up and the mountains to fall down. And we're causing a highway for the word to be brought into someone's life. She was sharing some amazing testimonies with me of how as people started to pray for their neighbours, neighbours they'd never spoken to, how suddenly the neighbours were reaching out to them. 
And I'm expecting some amazing testimonies as people reach out to you, as you declare the word. Who do you say I am? Who do you say that he is? When you speak to people, are you full of boldness? Are you declaring the truth of who he is? great who he is. It's awesome. But he wants us to share that with other people too. Let's stand. Should we stand? Let's close our eyes. God wants to reveal himself through you. God wants to reveal himself through you to others. God wants you to be available so that he can reveal himself through you. I think it would be really good to make that decision today. I'm available, Lord. I'm available Lord, today, for you to reveal yourself through me. Last week we were hearing about making commitments. You know, and as a church, as our mission is, we exist so people encounter Jesus. It's not just something we're going to put on the wall. It's not something we just say. It's something we're intentional about in the way we live our lives and what we do. But we need to prepare the ground. We need to get the ground ready. So determine in your heart and decide what you're going to do. Are you going to be intentional in preparing the ground? Are you going to pray and declare? Do you see your street as your territory? Do you see where God has placed you as your land? In Joshua chapter 1, it says, every place where you put your foot, it's yours. It belongs to you. My street belongs to me. My street belongs to me, and I'm not going to allow things to happen on my street. We live on a corner. Alan and I live on a corner, and there's things happen. Now, we've put a fence up that shouldn't happen on the other side, and we're declaring that's not happening on our ground. That's not happening on our land anymore. Because this is my street. I walk this street. I leave oily footprints on this street. This is my land and I'm exercising authority over my land. And I'm praying and I'm declaring over my land and I'm saying that this street belongs to the Lord. And that my neighbours will encounter God. They'll encounter God through conversations with me. And the things that I do through my words and through my actions.
and I want to be available and I am available and I say that to you Lord I am available, I am available. to reveal yourself to my neighbours thank you Lord yes. thank you Father he is the great I am who do you say that he is Jesus. who do you say that he is I just want you to picture your street now your road, your cul-de-sac yeah. your, your part of if you live on a long street like Alan and I do the part that you live and in your mind declaring he is Lord of Lords and he is King of Kings Amen 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 Amen